Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fast Break Podcast. It's our NBA free agency special. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends of pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, but also as well, Game Source and Inside Sports Fantasy Football. The great folks at LakersBall.com, you know they're talking nothing but free agency. Who will we keep? Who will we get? Who will we sign? Who will we let slip away? Right there for you at LakersBall.com, along with Ox1947, Joe Soro. He also owns a business, and he's still going to be on today's show, so go ahead and support his business today, SimBladesForTheY.com. Also as well, Laker Tom is right here beside me. He's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Go ahead and catch all of his great blogs today at LakerHolics.com. And Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yami Sweet, with his five things articles. Go ahead and see how he continues to troll laker tom each and every day at lakerholics.com our good friend john mccallion on youtube he's been doing many streams lately plus also as well want to make sure he, everybody knows that and congratulations to him because he's lost 50 pounds oh there's joe Sora right there for you right on the road coming home but i will say though congratulations to john on losing 50 pounds and you get to see his conversations each time out if you subscribe today on john mccaley and youtube also as well want to go ahead and make mention of stone hansen who's done a tremendous job on the nba draft and on this show so go ahead and support him on the upside swings nba draft podcast plus again if you'd like subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break where we now have 700 subscribers we have hit 700 subscribers on youtube so please go ahead and help us out by even finding more people that will subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. I will tell you what, though, it is free agency. Joe Soro is on the move. Laker Tom is here in the command center. It is me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. Appreciate it. Christian, good to have you here. Also, Daniel, he was even waiting for us and in the waiting room. So glad to have you here as well. It is free agency. Call me Oso. What's up? 
Truly appreciate you being here as well. And the best, best Lakers chat room that's out there. That's right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So much to hopefully see and go over here. I'm aiming for four hours. So I'm aiming to go ahead right now and, and talk until 6 p.m. We're going to see how it goes for me. If I last through it, I lasted through six hours on draft day. So we'll see here. But first up, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out. It's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, my friend, good to have you here for our live coverage of free agency. It is less than an hour away. And in, unlike in previous years, due to the tampering, I guess, uh, things that have gone on and the, the punishment that's been laid down, nobody is really saying much at this point in time. There's not even a hint of what's going on behind the scenes. But come on, Tom. Basically, 601 I, announcement, a major trade. Yeah, you, you and I both know there's tons of things going on right now in the NBA and in Rob Palenka's office primarily. I, I remember commenting to somebody on Twitter that if the Lakers aren't tampering, they should be tampering. Um, a lot of these deals, just like trades, actually happen with relationships and they don't even, you know, you don't even know that the guy is really talking to multiple people. And instead he calls up two or three of his guys who he's done deals with in the past and, uh, and boom, all of a sudden, you know, and so, uh, we got a lot of guys taking a lot of meetings, <laughs> you know, I mean, thank, uh, thank God for zoom, you know, I mean, at least in the old days, these guys would have to fly off to every one of these cities and it would take forever for you know, free agency to happen. Yep. So, you know, uh, I think they ought to just change the rules. And, you know, once once the team's out of the playoffs, their guys, their free agents can talk to anybody, you know. Just makes so much more sense. Um, you just can't sign anything official until the final day. And, uh, you know, that, that, that'll even things up because right now, you know, that it just gives the insiders a, a relationship advantage, you know. Um, now that could help us. Maybe Brooke Lopez and Darvin Ham were, you know, exchanging summer vacation plans, you know, and uh, Darvin happened to mention that, you know, hey, we really could use a center, you know, but all we can afford is the MLE. But with early bird rights, you know, we could jack that up and we could add a few years on there in order to compensate it. And next thing you know, uh, we have one of those, you know, six. 601 announcements. The Lakers have reached a deal with uh, Brooke Lopez to take uh, to take a hometown discount and a lifelong pass to Disneyland to sign with the LA Lakers. Oh, you know that might be in the works, that's for sure. <laughs> I I think it's right now we're we're on the Bruce Brown trail. Um if we can if we if if no big cap space team comes after Bruce Brown we have a good chance of signing him with our non-taxpayer MLE. And that's, that's really what we gamble everything. That's why we, why we declined the team option on Beasley and, and didn't guarantee uh, Mo Bamba's contract. So we made a choice to basically hard cap, which is ironically 14 of the 30 NBA teams have pretty much now committed to hard capping and they're all going to be going to try to use the non-taxpayer MLE. Um, you know, this, it, what's innovative about it is the, M, the NBA finally has discovered 
how to get teams to spend less money and, you know, and manage their finances properly. They raise the ceiling, the, the floor, so everybody's got to spend 90% of their total amount of the salary cap in order to, in order to qualify. And they've also now made it so that if you, if you stay underneath that first hard cap, you get this big advantage of being able to have $16 million worth of advantages uh, versus just $5 million if you don't. Um, so the Lakers have chosen the right path. Um, it allows them still to probably to keep everybody. We may have some tough negotiations of a couple of million dollars here and there with Hachimura or other people, but generally we're bringing back everybody and we'll try to bring back even Schroeder and possibly even Lonnie Walker. You know, it just depends. Um, I think Schroeder and Walker are both questionable. Um, especially considering the players that we drafted and so forth, which two more guards and wings that, you know, play those same positions. Um, but a lot, of, a lot depends. You know, I, I think Brooke Lopez is like a hundred to one shot. Um, Bruce Brown, I think is, you know, 50, 50. I think we have a good shot at him. We'll see again. There could be some teams that overpay for him. The bidding war for him seems to be there. Unlike for James Harden, Kyle Kuzma and some others, which have not seen their market dry up a little bit, but also here today, good man. Indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out. It's Oxnard team 47 today at of course, Lakersball.com. It is Joe Sorrow on the road, my friend heading back to the house to go ahead and be part of our full coverage. My friend, I hope you're driving safe, but uh, the biggest news today is all the ESPN layoffs. No real news yet on the NBA free agent front. No, and I think guys like Bruce Brown and Brooke Lopez are, I know Bruce Brown has been the flavor of the of the last couple of days, but I, I'm starting to get a feeling that someone's going to give them at least $18 million, uh, I think so. at least for a couple of years. So don't. I wouldn't be too excited about that particular sign sign uh signing and then brooke lopez there really hasn't any there really hasn't been any concrete discussion on what what he would do in la la just doesn't have enough money for him either and christian wood uh i'd say within the last 24 hours has become an option uh if if his let's see here as i turn if if he's been a problem personality wise for almost all the teams he's been on that might be an advantage for the Lakers to get him at a price that would work for them I'd say that would that would be more of a a reality there if we were to get for him if we were able to get a, a center that could actually contribute and what'd you say Tom as uh, I, guess, I, uh... I, I think that uh the, the question with Wood everywhere he's been has simply been his defense. His offense is great. And he can attack the rim and he can throw it down and, and he can shoot the three. Um, it's just it's just the defense is a lot of the time seems like he's not trying. Um, now, that's, the reason that he's getting looked at is because his price range is 10 to $12 million in most of the mm-hmm. estimates. And that's you know what we've got it offers a twelve point four million dollar MLE that we would prefer to spend upon one player who could have impact you know and either be a, a guy who you could start at small forward in a small ballish lineup 
like Bruce Brown or a guy like Brooke Lopez who can start at center and allow you to slide James and Davis down a position and have positional size advantage every against everybody, uh, at least in the front court. So um, I, I think that <laughs> he's a possibility. I definitely thought he was possible. I'm the first one that brought it up uh, earlier this week. So <laughs> I think that uh, it's going to be something that the Lakers might have to, especially because Vucevic got priced up. Really just uh, very discouraging to see that kind of uh, overpay for Vucevic. And now you're going to have to overpay for Brook Lopez. Yeah, it's just going to be a trickle-down effect. I think Wood is, a, is kind of player. And Bruce Brown, he's going to be priced up as well. So I think at this point in time, it's going to be something where Christian Wood might be the alternative for us. Joe? Yes, I agree. Because of the advantage of the, the malcontent, right? He's considered a a problem child. Use that as a – use that as the uh, – what, what happened with Dwight Howard in 2020. Remember 2020? It's almost – exactly what was going on then we're like well i don't i remember i didn't want dwight uh, dwight howard i was like screw this guy he's he's a disease everywhere he goes and of course he ended up going to la and helping us win a championship so this could this could be a good risk versus reward this could be the correct guy at the correct time that could help us with some depth at, at, at the front line and we wouldn't have to bargain against really anyone other than ourselves so i'm going to be looking into that now that to me seems a little bit more realistic than anyone else that's hitting free agency that would be of any quality for this team uh who was it was it mississippi dog mentioned something that that kind of has been at my, on my mind a little bit i think bruce brown is being a little overrated i didn't say it last night say a couple of days ago well, because the thing is, uh, he he fits in that Rui Hashimura territory where he played his best at the right time. Well, the other thing that Bruce Brown brings is you have to remember why we have such a problem at point guard right now. Yeah. He shut down and took D'Angelo Russell's heart right out of him for the entire series. Um, that was the matchup that that really carried the series. And his rep has always been defense. He's got a six-nine wingspan, you know, and he's he's he plays very aggressively. It's exactly what we need. He's not really a shooting guard. The last two years, he's played seventy percent of the time as a small forward, um, and he's a handful to handle for other small forwards to keep off the boards and to keep from getting to the rim. Just because he's much quicker, um, because he's really a guard playing small forward who's. Yeah, just has that ability like TJ Tucker, you know, PJ Tucker and other guys to to play bigger than they are. Um, and that's really the big appeal for him because you could start him in the type of three guy small balls on steroids lineup, and he really reinforces it because he can handle that small forward position and he can even defend fours. He played a lot of power forward in in situations and uh, in certain matchups. So He's never started, okay? And he's only making like $6 million on his last contract. But he's only 24 years old, too. He's, a, you know, he's he's a LeBron and AD type three-point shooter. You know, he could, at best, he might be 35%. And at worst, he could be 30%. Um, 
but he fits the mold of being very aggressive and he's a guy who gets rebounds and assists, you know, and that as well as scoring points. And, and, uh, and it's hard to think of teams going over. I mean, you, the teams that you've got are like the Pacers, uh, the Mavericks, uh, the Knicks. I'm trying to think of who was the other team that they were talking of. Pacers, Mavericks, Knicks, and Rockets, I guess, because Rockets have got $60 million. Yep, they got uh, some money to burn. But money is going to go way quick. You know, it's just 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 like Detroit was on the list of, uh, of a team with cap space until they decided to take the dump of uh, – of a salary, you know, in order to get a couple of second round picks and, and a pretty good player, you know, and they're using their cap space to do that. Um, so I, you know, so, so many of these things I think are already decided either because they're with the team that you're on and you could talk to them. And so you get, you know, you already have an idea of what you're going to do and they just may be waiting to see if anybody comes in with a better offer you know, in the first couple hours. But I think a lot of these deals are already predetermined because of that. And there's probably a good share of tampering between people who know each other. That's why they invented burner phones, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, for for sure. Uh, By by the way, Bruce Brown is 26. Is it 26? Okay. Yes. Uh, But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is our live coverage of NBA free agency, the startup, which is going to happen in less than 45 minutes. Already got a nice crowd there in our chat room, the best Lakers chat room that's out there. It is the Lakers fast break. So I ask you, Joe, again, the Lakers go into free agency, not only having to re-sign their own free agents that they're targeting, but also try and build upon that with the 12.4, the 4.45 biannual, the 12.4 million as far as the, the, you know, the exemption that they have, but also some veterans minimums that they can see they can utilize as well. So, there are some options for the Lakers, but they have to be very busy and they have to go ahead and make sure they, they target people right away before they go and get stolen by another team. Yeah, you gotta, they're going to pay attention to what they already have, make sure those are taken care of, and then whatever kind of comes their way, they'll, they'll address it when they have to. They better have an early meeting with Kyrie. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's, it's through a phone. It's likely through a Zoom call yeah. or hopefully, FaceTime hopefully, man. Well, it's in LA though. He's he's doing yeah, it in LA. Yeah, I don't. I don't. The Lakers wonder, and Clippers really, will be Lakers and Clippers will be in person. He's not going to insult him I, by I, that. I don't really. I don't. I don't really see what why that conversation would take too long, anyways. Unless there's a side. Well, it's like option. it's like waving crack cocaine in front of an addict, you know. <laughs> the Lakers and a superstar. Lakers and Kyrie Irving. Come on. Uh, it, wow. it, it, you don't let them in the same room together alone. <laughs> they're separated by thirty million dollars. There's there's zero yeah, chance. I know. I know that ever even gets brought yeah, up. Yeah, we thought Any, the same thing about Russell Westbrook. That that's a completely different scenario. Yeah, it's a you guys situation. did. No, 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 I did you're not, not listening, you, Gerald. You're not listening. That, that has nothing to do with now. This is a completely different situation. Kyrie to come to LA, he'd have to take a thirty million dollar pay cut. That's not going to happen. Yes, that no one's. Yeah, he knows that. But then, why is he still having meetings with Phoenix and and other teams that can't afford what's, to pay? What's him? the meeting and discussing possibly a trade? This that's the only way that even becomes a option. 
it's just it's know. just showing respect to Kyrie Irving and the superstars who want to have a meeting so that the next superstar will give you a meeting. That's all it is. Nothing more than building goodwill. Why burn a bridge when you don't have to? Kyrie asked for a meeting. He only included a few teams. Let's give him a meeting. LeBron's not going to, you know, the Lakers are not going to not give Kyrie a meeting. Um, and, it, and, it, and really, it's, it, it's not going to hold anything up. I was almost just like joking. The, the real good news that I, I've heard it from Jake Fisher is this proposed one plus one deal with uh, with D'Angelo Russell for $20 million. Uh, two years, $40 million, with a second year being a team option or non-guaranteed. Um, I think that would be a terrific win-win for both teams. Uh, I think that's still an overpay. That's still yeah. an overpay. It is well. It, it will be within five. We'll still have five million dollars left to, to spend under the hard cap if everything if everything comes in as it is. And there'll be other places where we may have to spend it. But um, you take you take that deal because you take that deal because it has no long term, and you can move them at the trade deadline. And with the hard things coming in from the, the next year at the CBA, all of the harsher stuff starts to you know, fall in. There's going to be a lot of teams looking at the trade deadline for expiring contracts. And you'll have a $20 million expiring contract that you'll easily be able to move for the kind of help, maybe wing help that we really want or a center that we really want. Um, and it doesn't necessarily, you know, he, I think we have to wait 90 days after signing him to a, to an extension that's what this would be is a two-year extension with a second year you know having limits on it um, but that's good news because other if he walks away for example what do you do what do you do at point you're going to rely totally on austin reeves um it would cause problems for the lakers in that sense um and you, you want stability coming back, you know, like everybody always conveniently forgets, we wouldn't have been there without D'Lo. Um, and every player at one point in time has a disappointing game seven series, playoffs, year, whatever it is. Um, he still has value, and especially if he plays well for the first quarter of the season, you know. Um, I think it's a smart move and a, and a good move. I hope it happens. You know, it makes good sense uh, to to have a non-acrimonious transfer and moving on if you're going to move on from him as a point guard. Um, and and it gives you some it gives you some good leverage to make a deal to bring in some help uh, when you come to the trade deadline. I think it's a win for the Lakers both for right now and and at midseason, um, and, and I think that's one of the most important things that they had to resolve positively. They had to come out of this somehow with a point guard. Okay, so, but with D'Lo again, if they sign him for too much, I think that's going to be a mistake for the Lakers. But uh, we'll see. Because, uh, again, he has so many uh, holes in his game that easily gets exploited in the matchup, the right matchup. He essentially can cost you games. And if that's the case, that's something I don't want to see because we're just going to be reminding everyone at this point in time. But, uh, you know, as a effective point guard for the regular season, I guess, again, if you sign him for around 12 to 15, 
I could see that happening, but if you sign him for anything more, I think it's an overpay. Joe, uh, if you're still on the road, my friend, I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, are you out there? Okay, and if you can, please let us know your thoughts on what you would sign D'Lo at right now. Can you hear me, Joe? Uh, that's a good question. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead, my friend. On yeah. D'Lo, what do you think uh, D'Angelo should go for in your Good. I'm almost, I'd say three for 20 each would be the right number. Yeah, see, that's still an overpay for me. That's still an o way overpay for him, unless you're planning to get rid of that contract uh, with for something better when it comes along and you use that contract accordingly. Yes. I think, again, that's, yeah, tw you know, you put it, again, he is not a $20 million player. If you're going to value you know, if you're going to value Austin Reeves as a 20 to $25 million player, he might get more in the open market. We'll wait and see. We could find that out very shortly. You know, then you have to go ahead and ask yourself, is D'Angelo Russell in the playoffs giving you that kind of return? During the season, That's again. The wrong probably... It's the wrong question, Gerald. No, it's not. The, it's a question no, I'm with, asking. With all due respect, the no. question is, what it, do you have a better option than D'Angelo Russell at point guard? I didn't say that at twenty million. I said I said at twenty million, it's an overpay at twelve to fifteen. I can I, see. I don't being... care if it's an overpay. The question is, you don't care if it's an overpay. No, because frankly, you're only going to keep him for another couple months. You're going to trade him at the deadline. That's what the whole thing is set up to do. No, you better find a trading partner for him, and you better find he's something else. He's an expiring. Else for him. You know, he's essentially an expiring contract. <laughs> Either you and we don't need to, we're under the cap, so we don't need to, we don't need to trade him. But you don't, it, this is, this is a, this is a goodbye contract, you know? It's a, oh, nice, been, been nice having you on the team, D'Lo, and let's end this amiably. Um, here you get, you're a little bit overpaid. I agree. You're a little bit overpaid, but that helps you in your situation and you can redeem and prove you're worth that by playing well in the first half of the season. And we'll try to trade you somewhere where you got a good future where it really benefits the Lakers. I mean, that's, that's the reality of the situation because we essentially got him to agree in principle to a one-year deal. That gives us time to make a transition at point guard. We don't have to scramble around and, and take our starting shooting guard and convert him into a point guard or, or, decide that our priority of getting somebody else to take the pay to take the playmaking and workload off of LeBron has, you know, we've been trying for years to do that. We finally have somebody who did a pretty good job of it in the regular season in D'Angelo. Let's give him a chance to do that the first couple of months. And I'm sure we can find some way to trade him for something more valuable than he is, or he'll perform well and we'll be happy with it. Who knows? Um, but it's the best resolution we have, and it's it's not one that no, I'm not thrilled with it because one thing I always hate is having a player around who's not going to be who's who knows that he's not part of the long term plan. I mean, that's like the guy who's always off to the side at the dinner table and off to the side at the huddle and you know off to the side in the bus. You know, he's not part of the team because he's not not going to be part of the team. Um, but this is a way, this is the best way out of it right now than trying to sign and trade him to somebody else. 
Um, although there are a hell of a lot more teams now that can easily sign and trade people or receive sign and trade people because of 14 teams being under the cap now or under the hard cap. Um, uh, you know, we'll just have to see. Uh, a lot of it too depends. You know, it, it's all that's all a pretty simple thing. If you don't get Brooks and or Brown, then you're on to probably splitting that MLE MLE between people. You know, uh, unless for what, someone like Christian Wood, Christian Wood is probably going to get the full MLE. There's probably going to be a bidding war on him because big men, qual, you know, big men with any kind of skill yeah, for free agents are going to be yeah, a high commodity. You know, I, if I were there, Gerald, I'd be with you on Christian Wood. I've always liked Christian Wood, and I've always felt that he had the ability to play good defense. And he just since I mentioned him in that three-man trade a long, long time ago. Yeah. But here's the thing: half of half of every one of these decisions is really being made by Darwin Ham. I think that's pretty apparent. They're they're checking with Darwin on everybody, and they're not going to take a player. Why do you think Bruce Brown is so high on the list? He's an A plus defender. He may be he may be for his size the best wing defender in the league. Or one of them. I know they know he doesn't not a great three-point shooter and he's streaky as hell. But man, they love the physicality and what he brings to the lineup in that sense. They love the fact that he is really a dog. You know, he, the guy who he's guarding, look what he did to D'Angelo. I mean, that's one thing that, that I've tempered my feelings about D'Angelo's failure to be, you know, to be, let's say, okay, a bad series. It's not call it a, like a deadly lethal failure to his career or something, even though I'm sure I said that a million times online. Um, but, uh, you know, Second chances are great, you know, and sometimes players really embrace them and do well, you know, and uh, at least the Lakers have found a graceful and efficient way to make a transition from D'Angelo Russell. He's not going to be a Laker for long, but he'll at least hopefully do the job until we find some substitute for him. Um, will that change anything that we're doing today? I think that we probably wouldn't mind having a really good point guard to back him up. Is that Dennis Schroeder? Man, there's a lot of controversy between that. Um, and I'm caught in the middle because there are some things about Dennis that drive me wacky and some things that I love about him. This is uh, true. You have noted it on the show. Like, like D'Lo, he's won games for us. We wouldn't have been there without Dennis. So criticize him all you want, you know, and pull your hair out at all of the, the crazy stuff that he does that drives you nuts. He's not Patrick Beverly, and he's not, you know, he's nothing like that. But, I mean, uh, you know the guy tries to win, but I remember him standing up and just quitting on that play. And I swore to God that he'd never play again and wear a Laker uniform. I was a coach. Um, that obviously was a little harsh, but um, – or would you rather have Javon Carter, who's a better defender and can shoot the three really well? Can't do anything else. Can't shoot anything from anywhere in between. Uh, can't drive to the basket. You know, can't really make a whole lot of plays for people other than simple plays. 
but he doesn't turn the ball over and, and he can hit a three and he can play good defense. He's a BAE candidate, four and a half million, um, as as I think Schroeder would be. Schroeder thinks that 5.9 million is not enough for him. That's the taxpayer MLE, and he thinks he should. Well, the Lakers have a 4.5 biannual, and they have a 12.4 tax. That's what they have right now. Yeah, and they can, they have a non bird, they can pay him 3.8 million. So that's a 700,000 that's at risk. Because the last thing you want to do is use the BAE that can be used on anybody versus the. Seven, three point eight million. Then, then you still have the BAA free. Sad Dennis doesn't get seven hundred thousand, but you can promise him. You know, you, I mean, if he'll have early bird rights at the next flip. So well, we if Houston and San Antonio don't get uh, the guys that they're shooting after, a guy, a second tier guy or third tier yeah. guy like Dennis Schroeder might be a target for them. I well, mean, I think Dennis is going to get. I think Dennis him. will get more money than we are be willing to pay him or yep. able to pay him. So I think Dennis is gone. I think Lonnie is gone. Um, and Lonnie's situation, here, here's the irony of it. Lonnie's situation is the same as, as, as Malik's situation last year, you know? And it's the same as Bruce Brown's situation with the Nuggets. They cannot pay him more than 20% because they only have non-bird rights on him. And and that makes it really tough because they can only give him seven point eight million, and and they know the Lakers are willing to pay him twelve point four million. But he's going to meet with them first, you know, and they're going to, you know, they're going to promise him the sun and the moon if you just sign a one year deal with us, and then then you you know then you'll have early bird rights, and we can you know, double your salary, um, pay fifteen a million, and then for five years or whatever. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, uh, in 30 minutes when when they open the bell and the gates. And well, what's the over under in your mind, Gerald, for for somebody actually reporting a deal first? Oh, I think that it'll get reported right at 301. I think you'll start hearing the, you know, the meetings at Eastern time, somebody's going to report something. Uh, maybe it's just like somebody signing with their own team, you know, because oh, okay. if it's somebody signing with their own team, they you can go right, ahead yeah, and announce right. that so well, they can announce for, that now they can announce yeah, they can, that, that now. but that's what i'm saying you could you right. could probably hear that at 301 though just yeah, to, you could view that at 259 though <laughs> yeah that's true but uh shams and Woj want to time things out so it doesn't get too cute and obviously because their their tweets have been investigated before as far as being part of tampering <laughs> cases that have cost teams their draft pick and a whole lot of cash so i know that they want to be very careful about that again that's why you have burner phones to yeah. go ahead and make these deals. And then, like you said, oh. uh, uh, VPNs, VPNs for those Zoom calls, those under the radar What's Zoom app? calls. WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah, they got WhatsApp indeed. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Give me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible, it's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It's our NBA Free Agency Live special. Truly great to have everyone here in the chat and everyone out there watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Call me also says Lakers problems either go big and help LeBron for his last years or do what they can to keep both young players and the vet like LeBron and AD. Uh, I know that the idea over the course of the past <laughs> few months since getting rid of the Russell Westbrook experiment is trying to build a team with some depth uh, and bringing the core back. That's what at least Rob Palenka has said. Because I'm sure he hasn't been, you know, if if Damian Lillard knocked on his door, I think that would change his perspective. But outside of that, I don't see any one superstar changing the ideals for the Lakers and changing everything around. I think that they are trying to go ahead and retain some of the depth that they did finally have closing the end of last season. Well, I think they also realized that they don't really have the draft capital or the available star talent to trade that they want to trade because they're not going to trade LeBron or AD. They they just don't have what it takes to trade for a third superstar. Now that puts them in a real predicament because they're going to need to trade for a, a second superstar or find a way to get a second superstar probably in a couple of years. Um, LeBron James has a, has a one plus one contract after this. So he's really only guaranteed to play one more year. And then he's got an option, a player option. He could leave, he could retire. Um, so do the Lakers, if they can't trade for him, what's the strategy? You have two strategies. You can number one and say, okay, fine. We better, we better not use any of our draft picks for any of this stuff now because we're going to need them later when we need to trade for somebody to replace LeBron. Um, so they may, they may want to really try to make moves that would even bring in, bring in draft capital. They might take a contract for a first round pick um, or the more intelligent, smarter move would be to understand that what they really need to do is to keep the cap sheet clean so that when LeBron retires, they'll have the cap space to go out there and replace him. 
And that's what part of this whole structure of going hard capping and getting underneath the salary, uh, getting underneath the first uh, apron, first tax apron allows them to avoid having to pay taxes. And it puts them in a situation where as long as they stay down in that area, they can continue to improve this team because they've got quite a bit of room to do that. They can still, you know, next year add another 10, $20 million to the team. They'll have uh, Delos trade available. Um, so they want to be in position so that when LeBron retires, that salary slot that he has is usable because they'll have the cap space to use that. And that's the real critical whole part of the strategy that why they're hard capping. They're not hard capping in order to get the free agency 12.4 and $4.5 million exceptions that they can go over the cap with and sign anybody because they couldn't sign. They could, they're saying they're going after $16 million worth of players. They could not even think of getting before. So that's a big difference. And they're setting themselves up so they can have a clean cap sheet so that they can replace LeBron James by using his salary and recruiting a free agent rather than trying to trade for somebody when they don't have the trade assets to be able to do that, to get somebody of his quality, to get another superstar. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is our NBA live free agency special. And look who joined us right now. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today at UpsideSwings.com and the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. It is Stone Hansen. Stone, great to have you here. Look like you're cruising in right in the nick of time. Nobody's using their burner phones yet to go ahead and let anybody know that there's action going on in free agency. Twitter, the landscape is quiet right now. There's, I think there's almost like memes of tumbleweeds going back and forth, but we anticipate something going on here in the next 20 minutes. Your thoughts, you know, you were very gracious to go ahead and let us know last night on your thoughts on, on what the Lakers should tar target. Now that you've had some sleep, and hopefully you've had, uh, your <laughs> thoughts on where, you know, you were talking last night in relation to, to where the Lakers were going to go. Has it changed? Has any of the thoughts changed on players you think the Lakers should now target? Uh, no, not really. Um, the only name, I guess, that I would add to the list that just became available as I joined was Jock Landale from the Suns as like a potential backup big. Uh, they pulled his qualifying offer, so now he'll be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, he's somebody I'd be interested in as a backup big on a bargain type deal, like a vet min type deal. Um, but outside of that, any, everything I said last night, I think, is still holds true from my perspective on players you know i'd be looking at and prioritizing bringing back um I, I think all of that is for the most part pretty much the same okay because again there wasn't much talked about to, earlier today the one i guess uh, outside of all the espn layoffs wanted to ask you this though tyrese maxi is not going to be tendered an extension offer this summer are they playing a little bit with fire over there in Philly, or would you be worried at all if you're a Philly fan? Um, I think that I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be scared because I feel like there's some sort of plan. There's a reason they're doing it. Uh, I don't think it's because they don't think Maxi is worth extension money. I think it's most likely because they have a plan to bring somebody else in. Um, that would be would be my guess. Um, I think that's sort of where they're at right now. 
I don't know exactly what's happening in Philadelphia. Obviously, Harden will not be returning, but um, there's, uh, I think, a lot going on in terms of them figuring out who that replacement in, is going to be and who's going to fill that role. Um, and I think that there's probably more than meets the eye in regards to some of the star guards that's going to be rumored, that it's rumored to be, you know, sort of around the market. Uh, during this time i do want to mention though that the lakers have announced their full summer league roster as far as heading over to both uh, V and then also playing in the summer league california classic in in sacramento uh, coming up here in this weekend do want to mention that actually max christie alex fudge bryce hamilton from V, who i'm familiar with here uh demoy hodge who was picked up as an unrestricted uh, as far as someone that was undrafted, excuse me, you got Jalen Hood Shafino is going to play some major time, hopefully for the team. Maxwell Lewis, the second rounder, Scotty Pippen Jr. and Cole Swider. So Scotty Pippen Jr. is actually on the team. He wasn't mentioned earlier, but he is. What now, is he on so- the team as? Because they have four three-way players now. They can they can only have. I, three, I think. Players. Yeah, I think I don't think that Cole and Scottie Pippen Jr. are officially two-way guys right now. I don't think that they I don't, their contract doesn't carry over for the second year. So I think that Cole the Lakers would have Cole had a two-year contract. His a two-year over. two-way. Yeah, and and but but uh, Pippen uh, the other guy so Pippen didn't. Jr. wouldn't because there's only three slots. So Pippen right. Jr. would be off. Yeah, because I've heard now that, and I've seen several list, roster listings that had. Swider, Swider, and those other two guys listed. Yeah, Swider uh, and Pippen Jr. I actually, I'm actually, you know, if I if I could uh, get Cole's opinion, I'd love to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, I I haven't. Gerald's become so prolific now that I cannot keep up with the product that he's putting out. I mean, it's just incredible. There is so much product. I know it's a compliment, Gerald. That that that. You've been you've choreographed such a amazing group of people that uh, are are you know I mean I, it's no doubt that that will hit a thousand subscribers before very soon and uh, you, deserve, so. you deserve a great deal of credit for that. Well, thank um, you. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm really interested to know what. By the way, you just made Joe sick. Two two way players that we added. Um, stone because uh, i thought that they were both better ready yet to help the team right now than the two draft picks that they had and i wondered whether you saw that same thing that i saw there yeah um i mean they both were in on my big board like in the tier of guys i wanted to prioritize as undrafted free agents um and that's exactly how the lakers got them so i was Happy with that. Um, Castleton's been on the radar for a long time. Uh, he's obviously, I, I think he can maybe help as that third string center. We'll see how it plays out this year uh, with free agency. But I think that there's a real chance that. Or you think we're going to get a second string center? <laughs> I'm not sure. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to necessarily rely on a, a two way rookie to, to provide yeah, no, those sort of minutes. Neither do I. Um, but, but I think, I think there's a chance he, he possibly could, could do it, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and Hodge is a you know a really interesting shooter. 
The steel numbers are big in college, but part of that is just because the system he played in at Missouri really inflated that a bit. He was able to gamble a lot and, and take a lot of those sort of steel risks that I don't think are going to be there for him in college, but he does have good hands. Like it's not like he's, he's not going to be a two and a half steals guy in the NBA, but I think he, he has good hands to deflect some stuff. So he's an interesting guy. He's obviously older. Both those guys are at the age where it's, you know, they are who they are. They're not going to develop a ton more. Um, but I think that, um, for what they are, getting them as undrafted two-way guys are they're much better. They're much more interesting to me than Scotty Pippen Jr. and Swider were uh, last yeah. year. Thanks. Okay, uh, I, I agree with you on Castleton. What I've seen of him, I actually watched full games because you don't just look at highlights with these guys. You got to look at total games and how they interacted during both halves of the game, not not spliced up. Uh, you know, so if we want to come to Vegas, so if we want to come visit you in Vegas and yes. watch one of the weekend's games, mm-hmm. which weekend should we come, Gerald? Oh, as far as for summer league, right? You got to do it sooner rather than later because Wemby Yama, there is no way on God's green earth that guy is going to play probably every game for right. in Las Vegas. He's already not playing in the California Classic. They're probably just play him once or twice. Usually you see this uh, with the with all the teams mm-hmm. as far as top draft choices. They only usually play them like in two, three games tops. Then they say, you know what? You're good for the rest of the summer. We'll see you. Yeah, in I'm, I'm mostly interested in watching the Lakers and young players play. Well, JHS, again, you know, the same thing. You'll probably see him in the first one, two, or three. Uh, again, the kid lacks athleticism from all the tape I saw, so I'm kind of worried about that. He has to develop a three-point jump shot. Uh, otherwise he's going to be really hard to find his mid-range spots which he's actually very effective at as and of course he can facilitate and it's a great passer we'll see how he can defend at the next level as well but again stone has uh you know educated me quite a bit and i have watched full games of jhs and again those are probably a better barometer of what you may see early on you may see him develop into so much better of a player, and I'm hoping that that's the case and I'm wrong. But then again, what you see right now is someone who has a lot of things that he has to work on to develop his what game. Did, what did they bet on? They bet on his defense? Is that what they ended up doing? Uh, six foot six, yeah, and the fact he could facilitate. I mean, we, he's is, supposedly a good point of attack defender. He's not. And it was sort of like <laughs> they seemed to me, that, at least it seemed to me that they sort of, they wanted to have that. They wanted a player of that mold. They want a guard, a bigger guard. They wanted a guard who could really do what Schroeder could do and at the point of attack, but wasn't six foot, six foot one. Um, yeah. I just don't think he's quick enough. I think yeah. there's, I mean, Indiana, Mike Woodson would never play him at the point of attack in college because of that reason. Anytime he was at the point of attack, he got blown by like every time. So they, he he tried to play him as a wing defensively because, um, you know, you're not getting guys that are as quick there uh, that are blowing past you. Against other guards, though, he he generally was just getting uh, dusted. So so he could be traded, what, 30 days? Do we have to wait? Until we sign him. Well, he's not signed right now, so we can trade him whenever we want currently. Oh, okay. Um, but once he signs that contract, I think we have to wait for – uh, it might be 30 days. I don't remember exactly what the time period is. I, I'm hoping he gets to the point where JHS can actually be a rotation player early on as a backup, you know, initially to, I'm assuming, D-Lo. He'll have to be a lot better or will have to be a lot worse. 
Uh, I hope it's the lot better part. That's for sure. I'm hoping Max Christie and JHS will be the two guards off the bench that I'm hoping that the Lakers can lean on. I'm hoping for that. Uh, Again, you know, as Joe said, you know, I'm hoping that the earth can also have air as well, Mm -hmm. but you know, Joe's being his facetious self right there for you in our best Lakers chat room. That's out there. It's the Lakers fast break. We have about 10 minutes left before the start of free agency. That post is confusing. I'm saying that Joe, you are very uncaring person is pretty much what I was trying to get at. But Again, that's you, and that's why we love you, Joe. But it is the latest person. We love him. Uncaring. Joe is an uncaring person. Yes, you know he's unfeeling. Yes. Where I hope and I think positively about the world around me, and I try to. Joe is quite the opposite. Well, I don't think uncaring is a proper description of a man. I mean, uncaring Uh, means somebody who doesn't care. That's Joe on a lot of occasions and he has said that quite a bit on the show i care i don't care about dumb stuff not don't care about stuff that's a big difference okay see gerald you just got slapped by laker tom joe virtually i don't care (laughs) yeah you do (laughs) no i don't don't tell me don't you care what i don't tell me what i care about you don't care. You don't do care. Don't tell me. Don't tell <laughs> See, me what I you care You can about. tell by the volume of your voice. It goes up no. when you care more. <laughs> no, I don't. I only care what I'm shouting at you. So that's what I care about is shouting at you, and I enjoy shouting at you. But it is the Lakers fast break. We have got uh, 10 minutes left. Gerald. So what's our prediction? What's To get everybody's prediction, then, what's going to happen for the Lakers? I have a, I have a feeling. What will happen today? Well, I can't. What will happen I, today? Well, Delo's not going to find a market. He might find one buyer out there, but if it is Houston or San Antonio, that'll throw him a ton of cash. We may lose him, but otherwise it could be 17 to 20 million if that's the case. Uh, and then I think that Rui's going to go for around 15. I also think that the Lakers will still have money left over to sign. Christian Wood is what I'm looking for because as Joe, you know, um, all kidding aside, uh, you know, was right and very adamant on his uh, getting a five that can start. That's what I think we need to do is we need to find a starting center to put. I AD agree with that. Four. I've been on that bandwagon for so long so, that I'm yeah. tired. Uh, Mississippi dog. Uh, Lakers will offer Austin Reeves. Uh, Get ready for the reports to come in right yeah, about now. 52 million extension. That's great. Mississippi dog. That's the most they can offer. Then again, San Antonio or Houston can offer him much more, and then the Lakers still have the right to match, and that's probably what we'll do from there. That's probably how it will end up. Guy, do you see? Do you see anything differently, guys, outside that? Because I, well, I, I, I think like, what, let, let's let's just look through the floor. I think everybody here agrees that Reeves and Rachimura are going to be matched and brought back regardless of whatever. Yeah. Happens. Okay. Uh, word is that Russell's going to sign a two-year deal basically that allows the trade him at the trade deadline two years 40 million the second year team option um are you everybody in agreement that that's a good deal for the lakers right now or not a good deal i think it's a good deal i think you want that control in that second year and i think you want that 20 million is i think a very tradable salary for the player yeah. he is so hey, i do that too what about you two I still think it's an overpay, but in this marketplace, then again, if Vucevic gets 20, you put it, think about it. If Vucevic gets 20, why not D'Lo? Yeah, but if D'Lo's in, next year, next year, 20 is going to feel like last yeah, year, that's, 25. 
<laughs> but the thing is, though, you got to figure out a way he can be better, more consistent in the playoffs. If you're, if you have well, him as you your starting from him before, then I think you move on. Uh, from him. I, I hope so, Tom. As sounds okay. like so. That's three guys. That's three guys out of the way. How many? Uh, I, my vote for Schroeder is that he's not coming back. But you get a better offer from somebody else. I agree. If we I could get I'd him agree. at the biannual, I'd like him back. I, but I don't know if he takes that. I would uh, take him at the three point eight million. I wouldn't waste the biannual on him because we, well, we could offer him three point eight million. I think if we don't bring him back, I'd like to target Dennis Smith Jr. Hmm. I'd like my... to target Javon Carter. Yeah, he works too. Somebody who defends the point of attack, basically, because right. uh, we lose Schroeder. I mean, he was our only guy that really could do. Who that. Is we got, younger. Well, so, so we got anybody who wants to keep Schroeder for four point five or more. I think he'll uh, get more. I'd, I, I, I'd, I'd be okay spending the biannual on him, but that's just yeah. me. Okay, so biannual is the limit for Schroeder. 4.5. Okay, yeah. Schroeder wants more than a biannual. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Okay, that took care I don't of him. I want to spend the MLE on him. Walker can get $7.8 million with just his non-bird raise. He's going to leave just because of the fact, remember, he was in the doghouse for quite some time. Well, the but Lakers, and there's a chance he could be he there. Might not get, he, he might not get an offer better than... I mean, I don't think we're going to pay him seven point eight, but I'll bet you we could get him for the for for five. I understand that, Tom, but he's looking would you for take a place him for five? Him. Would you keep him for five? Uh, for five, I would probably. But again, I, over Dennis Schroeder, who played more more during the I'd season, I'd rather than bring Schroeder back. Than I would Walker. rather bring I'd rather bring Schroeder back. back than Walker. Yeah, because hmm. Walker again, he was in the doghouse for the last month of the season. So if we can know, bring somehow, back, I'm somehow I'm frightened of. of Darvin Ham starting Dennis Schroeder, and I'd almost rather have him off the team. <laughs> well, you know, you and Zangerstein and those small guards, I agree with you. Those small guards oh, think this work, but if we get Bruce Brown, you can play three guards all day long, but don't make one of them, Dennis. Please, man. JHS, though, has to be, has he has to project better than what Stone or myself think at this point in time. He I think Hodge at 24. Is going to be far more ready to help the team so, than twenty-year-old JHS. This is important because it does tie back to the Lakers. Um, the The Rockets and the Raptors are in a bidding war right now for for Fred VanVleet. Not right. be, this doesn't matter for the Lakers because I don't think we're getting him, but it matters in a sense. So, with the Rockets, it sounds like it'll be a two-year. For a eighty million dollar deal, oh, cool. if it's the if it's the Raptors, it'll be a four year one hundred twenty million dollar deal. So he could take short term bigger money or longer term lesser money. But if as Lakers fans, we should be rooting for Houston to take him because yeah. if the Raptors keep him, the Houston still has sixty million in cap space to spend on guys like Brooke Lopez, whoever else is out there that that are agents, free agents that we might want. So. Uh, the, the more money that's off the books from salary cap teams, the better. Um, and if he returns back to uh, Toronto, that's something we should be rooting against for, yeah. I think. You want to root for Kuzma in Indiana, too. <laughs> Kuzma in Indiana is the same situation. I think Bruce Brown's going to be in Indiana. I think they're going to be able to offer him more than anybody else. Then, then I'm hoping for Kuzma in San Antonio to fill up a lot of that cap space. I think Kuzma is might end up back in Washington. The yeah, Lakers did offer that 452 to Reeves. That's obviously going to be someone else is going to put a bigger offer out there. 
um, they're not going to let him go for that cheap. No, but no. we'll see who who it is. No, they'd rather screw the Lakers because they know the Lakers are going to match it. So, well, Joe is predicting that San Antonio will be the one that that. Yeah. Well, who from else? What I, from what I who know, else would be enjoy screwing the Lakers more than <laughs> San Antonio Spurs? It might be the Rockets. If the Rockets don't get Van Vliet, they're the only other team that has the sort of cap space to do it because after the Joe Harris trade, the Pistons don't have that sort of money to throw right. around anymore. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We're going to go ahead here and start free agency here in just a minute or two. Please like and subscribe. Like to get our us, our our show out there on YouTube and also on Facebook to get that generating, to get people to go ahead and get more eyeballs of what we're doing right here at the Lakers fast break. And if you subscribe or like the page on Facebook, and if you subscribe on YouTube, that little Joe right there in the right corner, go ahead and that will help you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. We are 700 subscribers strong and counting. Hopefully you'll be part of that too, right here at the Lakers fast break. We've got about a minute left, Joe. I know you're typing and I'm much appreciated on what you're doing there in the chat. I have been watching it. Absolutely appreciate you doing that. Once again, it is Joe typing in as far as from the different tax levels. 182.7 is the second apron. 172.3 million is the first apron. 165.2 million is the tax level. Some big numbers to keep in mind for everybody out there that's listening to this after the fact. Your thoughts, though, Joe, as we head with less than a minute left for the start of free agency. The two priorities, I believe, will be D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves. I think the Lakers signed those two for sure. Rui is still is likely, but I'm still holding out on that one until I see it. Uh, and then everything else will kind of be decided depending on on what happens with the guys with salary cap room. Houston, Houston, San Antonio especially are going to dictate a lot of the movement after after they make a decision on who they get and who decides to go there. I agree with you. I agree with you, my friend. Those two are the key players, I think, because those two have the most amount of cap space. It is 3 o'clock Pacific time as Johnny2k6. Big shout out to you, my friend. Gates are open indeed. Unleash the dogs of hell. Expect a flurry. Expect a massive flurry of stuff, I think. Absolutely. So I'm keeping my eye on Twitter. First notifications I still see as far as just the levels, as far as the cap, different cap notices that Joe has already put in the chat that I've already sounded off. The new NBA salary cap numbers for 23-24, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, the salary cap is 136. Tax level is 165.2. First apron is 172.3. Second apron is 182.7. Non-tax mid-level exception is 12.4. The salary cap and tax levels will rise at 10%, and the biannual is 4.5 once again. Uh, teams below the 2022-2023 luxury tax received $15 million in distribution. Golden State and the Clippers contributed $300 million. Is back. Absolutely. So you know what? how they celebrate contributing $300 million in luxury tax? They go ahead and, like you said, they're going to. Looks like well, you. I, I don't see any confirmation yet. Who is that from? As far as the confirmation on the story on that with Dream Agree, who was in Las Vegas uh, yesterday, Shams. by the way. It's Shams. a four, four one hundred okay. million dollars. Um, 
contains okay. a player option in, in year four. Uh, it's coming Sarge, up right now. Okay. Sarge will likely be a warrior, as Joe put in the chat. Bruce Brown sounds like it's going to be a pacer. Um, Struce, I had heard, is probably going to be a cavalier. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I know Gabe Vincent was didn't get the money he thought he would. He had a meeting with uh, the Heat yesterday in L.A., uh, and they offered him three years, $21 million. Uh, Vincent didn't like that, so the Heat might revise their offer, or he might be moving on, so we'll see what goes with that. With that. Um, if I'm the Lakers, I'm interested in Gabe Vincent. I think he's Absolutely. interesting. Absolutely. Uh, but Draymond Green is the first big signing, four years, $100 million. He was here yesterday watching his fellow teammates curry and thompson really play badly as they lost their golf match here in las vegas it was so funny seeing thompson he hit that tee shot and it hit the guy in the head down the fairway i thought that was like boink oh my gosh watch out for the slice on that one but here also as well Wait, who hit who thompson when he hit a tee shot you can look it up on twitter he hit someone in the in the head at here in las vegas so when nice. he was playing in that match contest. He defines the word sniper. even. Yeah, absolutely. Indeed. But also here today, good man. Indeed. He's here for free agency coverage. It is Laker, Nick Laker, Nick. Great to have you back. My friend, such a great part of our playback and always great to have you here. Your thoughts initially on what the Lakers need to go ahead and do. You've seen, they already most likely will offer what they can. The, the four for 52, I believe for, Austin Reeves, I think bidding will go higher. Your thoughts on free agency as it starts right now? Uh, yeah, Gerald, and salute to Joe Stone and uh, Laker Tom on the panel. Um, apologies in advance if my uh, connection drops off. Uh, my reception isn't the greatest right now, but uh, first of all, I'm glad the Lakers uh, aren't offering that four-year $100 million to Dream on Green. Uh, that seems like a horrible contract. Um, and with uh, Austin Reeves, yeah, definitely have to bring them back. Uh, been listening to the prior broadcasts, and I agree with uh, you, Gerald, also Joe, in uh, bringing uh, a serviceable center. Um, I think moving AD to the floor will help with uh, durability over the playoff run uh, if we're fortunate enough to get there again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this is a wings league, so um, hopefully there's some – some uh you know good prospects out there but i know that uh the pickings are slim in that department trey lyles went back to the kings sorry i'm just going to keep you guys updated no please go ahead and interrupt as much as you can with the news on that they they need to hear it so trey lyles is heading back to don't know uh, what the money is yet don't know what yeah but you also heard that uh, dario saric is also leaning uh, very strongly towards going to the warriors uh, but Chris Haynes says right now that uh, Rich Paul, you know, obviously Clutch Sports has already reached out to him. Trey Lyles has come back to the Sacramento Kings. I, I'm actually, you know, it's a good story when you see Trey Lyles, who's been cut, I think, twice, if memory serves, by other teams. He found a home, found an offense that could suit his his talents. He was very good for him in that one round against the Golden State Warriors, and he's going to get paid for it. So. Looks like he's going back to the Sacramento Kings. Someone the Lakers could have been very interested in in had he gone out into free agency, but that looks like it's not going to happen. So who goes back to the Cavs? Levert on a two-year, $32 million deal. 
Oh, uh, wow. Drew Eubanks went to the Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's see. The Levert signing, do you think that's an overpay? Because we were not talking about Levert in such high numbers. Um, Sorry, I'm just going through. I do think uh, that is... I, I think that's about right i expected him to get less because i thought that his value just would decrease by playing there uh but he is back um i think they couldn't find a small forward so that worked for them i guess for now it's a short-term deal uh better than nothing i guess didn't expect them going back though so drew eubanks has agreed to a two-year deal with the phoenix suns Torian prince to the lakers Torian Prince is going to the Lakers, okay? Kobe White has agreed to a three-year, $33 million deal for the Chicago Bulls. I like Returning that. there, but Torian Prince, uh, who was waived by Minnesota, they did not ex- pick up his $10 million salary. Uh, you don't know the numbers yet, do you, Stone, on that as far as Torian Prince? I do not. I'm hoping it's not part of the MLE. Hopefully it's the BAE or less. We'll see if what they split happens. the Emily on him, I'm going to be pretty upset. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens because, again, it is something he did uh, get uh, turned down by uh, Minnesota on his final year of his $10 million contract. Laker Nick, uh, you're seeing things flying by right now on social media, but Torian Prince seems to be the first move that's been made by the Lakers. Your thoughts, my friend? Yeah, I'm not mad at that if it's at the right price. Uh, but um, yeah, you know he's an effective shooter. Kuzma to the Wizards. Sorry. Who who who, who did you Kuzma say? Kuzma so? to the Wizards on a four-year, one hundred and two million dollar deal. Uh, Kuzma got paid, Joe. Too too much money. <laughs> he was looking I don't for think, thirty. I, I don't yeah. think he's going to stay there. I think he's going to yeah, be that's, a, that's traded. I'm sorry, but contract. someone who can't shoot. At, at, at with his skill set, I don't know. I, that's probably ten millions, more, ten million more. I'd want to pay. A Kogi went to the Suns. Yeah, just back, saw that. Back to the Suns. Yeah. Again, uh, it, it looks like an overpay. This looks like the beginning of a lot of overpays, and this is where we're going to have to. We're, we're probably not going to be able to get Bruce Brown. I think either Indiana or someone else is going to end up. He's not coming to LA. Yeah, he's either come, he's either going to get eighteen or twenty million per. From yeah, I'm I'm going to say this right now. I like the deal with Kobe White, three years, thirty three million dollars with Chicago Bulls. I think he to me is more valuable than Vucevic at the twenty million dollar deal. Your thoughts on this? Uh, I know it's the Chicago Bulls and their their mediocrity is in their window, but you know I think that for Kobe White, you know that's a player that could be earmarked for a trade if uh, things go bad in Chicago, which I expect that they do. All right. Uh, that's good. Joe, uh, Joe, uh, what are you talking about? my bad. I was, I was reading something. I don't know if you were talking to me or not. Uh, no, well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's either with guys, anybody who wants to interject on that. Kobe White. Well, well, Bruce Brown is, is officially going to the Indiana, by the way. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Got to take the money. But three for 33, I think, is a good deal for Kobe White. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge Kobe White guy. Um, I've never really been a big fan of him. Uh, I think the the Bulls really just need to pick a direction here. Like, it's so many guys that are just, like, you know, in their prime or and not, like, super great or guys that are just aging out of their prime. 
I don't know what they're doing, um, but you know, whatever. I guess it's, it's best for them. Uh, Woj is reporting is three forty for Chicago, so I don't know. Different reporting okay, going there. DeAndre was... Jordan went back to the Nuggets. Oh boy, that's a major signing there. Uh, by... But, we're, but we're are you guys uh, are, are you guys happy with Prince uh, to the Lakers? Tom, I am. I think it's okay, depending on what he signs for. Tom, you're on mute. Let me put you back on. Uh, there you go. I get you got. Okay. Your thoughts on Prince? Um, I just need to know how much we're paying him. Yeah, that's the thing. We, you know, if he's a minimum contract, that's terrific. If he's the full MLE, then I'm shocked. I'm going to say BAE for sure. Because he was getting – wasn't that the contract he got that was declined around that same number against with, with Minnesota? I thought it was like ten million dollar contract. Was it he had a he had a seven million dollar remaining, and they ended up waiving it because uh, they would have just been paying too much in in tax. So they ended up waiving his salary, um, and the Lakers hopefully got him for a lot less than that. Uh, we'll see what it is. If it's the biannual, I don't mind it, but I prefer it to be a vet min. Uh, if it's any if it's split with the MLE, um, any sort of split with that, I'll be pretty upset. Shams reported the three for 33 on Kobe white. So that's where I got it from initially, but uh, I see Adrian's tweet for three for 40 on Kobe white. And thank you, Hugo, for subscribing. Truly appreciate you being part of what we're doing here at the Lakers fast break. Uh, Kobe white at three for 40. When age, when Adrian Wojnarowski puts all the, the names of the, you know, agents attached to it and whatnot, it sounds so much more official like that. So I'm going to go with what you guys were saying at three for 40 for him. But Torian Prince, no numbers yet for him as far as signings. Uh, obviously, is someone who can you know shoot from the outside and defend. Uh, someone who could be a two-way player has never really gotten the opportunity to really excel. Uh, he has been a spot starter at times. It's someone that I think can can play some minutes and play some games for the Lakers because you know we're not going to have LeBron and AD for you know, 82 games in the season. So we got to make sure we fill out the roster with these players. So again, I think it's all about how much we signed him for, which seems to be the missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah, Gerald. And I'm laughing at Mississippi dog because uh, I think uh, some contingency of Laker fans have been clamoring for Cam Reddish for, a long I think time. since, I think since pre pandemic. Yeah. G up to the Suns. Who goes to the Suns? Uh, Kata Bates G up. Okay, now that might be a good pickup. Uh, a two-year, five million dollar deal. Um, yeah, that might. Yeah, be a that's good pickup. to round out your roster. I think that's a good deal. Uh, I think the Lakers. The Lakers also as I don't think we discussed it last night, but they do have a bunch of these tiny trade exception deals. So if there we have like a two, a couple two million dollar ones, a couple one million dollar ones. Um, if there's a team looking to just dip right under the tax apron um, and they needed, you know, a small contract off their books, the Lakers could theoretically take that back without sending anything back to them. So uh, that's just something to keep in mind for, you know, end of the roster type guys. Definitely going to have to think about that because it looks like Phoenix is the early Leader in the clubhouse as far as getting a number of players, which is, again, kind of surprising due to the limitations in salary cap. 
Why do you think that they're able to go ahead and get all these players already agreed upon? I know there's obviously they had these conversations. In the case of Josh Okogi, they could continue to do so because he's their own player. But let me ask you, Stone, how are they able to go ahead and reach out and get all these players at such a minimum cost so early in free agency? Um, Because basically all these talks start on draft week. Um, they're mm-hmm. uh, and it's not official. Obviously, you're not allowed to by rules, but nobody follows those. I don't know why they're in place. Uh, and then to make some sort of point, the league will pick out one or two guys and try and make an example out of them. But it doesn't really matter because everyone does it every year anyways. Um, it, like I said, the, most of these meetings are actually taking place in Los Angeles. Most guys are in teams and personnel. They, they have their off seasons in L.A., um, and a lot of these meetings are taking place in LA and a lot of them happened this week. A lot of deals are agreed upon right, you know, days before free agency hits. Um, I know Kobe White had planned to be a bull for a long time, remain a bull, I should say. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that is well before this, the opening of um, free agency. And Stone, what about uh, the conversations taking place even earlier than that? Like, I'm thinking, you know, exit interview time and stuff like that. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of things that happen, you know, even uh, a lot of things happen uh, at USA Basketball for the big, big names. Um, Most stuff is happening already at USA Basketball training camps. And then, uh, you know, throughout – the season at all-star games or whenever guys play each other even there's a lot of conversations that are had Uh, a lot of things are built on relationships Um, teams and players will go there because they have some sort of rapport Uh, I know Harrison Barnes was heavily recruited by Indiana because his ties to Halliburton and Rick Carlisle like all this sort of stuff plays into free agency Um, relationships are a big part of it money is obviously a massive part of it uh, and role. Those are like the three big things, your role, money, and relationship with teams. And that's what is going to factor in ultimately to whatever decision is being made for these players. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is our live NBA free agency special. I'm here with some awesome individuals. Indeed stone Hansen from the upside swings, NBA draft podcast, Joe Sorrell from Simblades and LakersBall.com, Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com and Laker Nick from our awesome Awesome playback.tv playback channel. Lakers fast break. Laker Tom, thanks so much, PMC. Truly appreciate 700 subscribers strong. We truly appreciate everyone out there subscribing and following what we do right here at the Lakers fast break. It's been kind of a lull for the past minute or so, but we're hopefully here in the next. What do you anticipate going on again? Damian Lee signing with the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have been extremely aggressive for a team, Tom, that has been so severely cast-strapped. Well, I think that they're, they've got to be the perfect landing spot because not only do they have three superstars that people are going to go join, but <laughs> you, you're, you're, you get a lot of open playing time that you wouldn't normally get on a team. The guys that are going to sign, they, they're signing not only for the opportunity to win a ring, but for an opportunity to actually play actually have a a spot on the roster that that they might not have been able to get on another team uh, that wasn't so top heavy Um, so it's a good opportunity for some of those guys to resurrect their career to turn their turn the things around and to reset the value of of themselves as a player 
they should take advantage of that every opportunity they get. Um, yeah, I, I hear all the time that that you wonder about the, that situation with the Lakers because those types of players are generally the 11th through 15th player on a team because they're at the end of their careers. And now they're getting an opportunity to be the fourth, fifth, or sixth, seventh, or eighth best player on a championship contending team because it's so top heavy that they only have three superstars and they've got to fill out the rest of the roster with people willing to play on a minimum salary contract. Um, uh, it's a good opportunity for them. And, and you could, it's a difficult job for a coach to put together a bunch of makeshift people into a cohesive team and to turn them into a championship contender. Um, basketball is one of the few, few sports where that can happen simply because there's only one ball and there's only five guys on the court at a time. And so the print still is on, is the biannual exception. Pardon? The print still will be the biannual exception. Ah, great. So that's good. Uh, you know, if not for him, because he lost out on $6 million this year, but you know, for, for the Lakers, uh, maybe it's a chance for redemption for him. Uh, you know, we've seen mixed two results. years, sorry, two years, 45 million for Bruce Brown to the Pacers. Wow. wow. 45 million. million? Mm-hmm. He jumped from you 6 million Joe. to 22 million. Joe, you got to uh, be I off the button. Him. Stop. Go ahead, Joe. Muting. Unmuting my. <laughs> Sorry. Um, every time I unmuted it, you kept muting it. I was trying um, to unmute you quickly because you're ranting and raving yeah, while you're on. No, mute. well, I was letting the guys talk. I didn't want to interrupt them, but uh, wow, that's not a good sign for anything right now. If, if, if he's getting, so what paid, do we do with that twelve point four million? We're we're he not going to get it. We're not. We're going to have to hope Christian Wood has has burned every bridge. I hope I. You know I. I just did a search for Christian Wood. It wasn't we're gonna have to hope. Promising. We're <laughs> gonna have to hope he burned every bridge, that uh, other than the bridge in L.A. Otherwise, we're not getting anybody of significance in free agency. But what do you think about the Torian Prince signing for one year, four point five? Well, he's he's a three and D guy, right? And yeah. you're, 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 he shot thirty eight percent from three. And they, he's not a D guy. He's he's, he's definitely. No defense, but he is a three guy for sure. If he's not a defense, from what I've read, he's the, the word is defense is one of his things. But I don't know. Uh, he's a wing. Everyone thinks a wing can defend. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't. Well, I don't the, have... the problem is that you basically usually need somebody of wing size to defend a wing. Maybe you can cover a lot maybe... of a lot of wings that need defending in the West. You have two wings now that do sort of the same thing except one does the other thing better than the other so you have vando and you have prince now one can shoot one can't the other can play defense apparently Stone, <laughs> the other one can't so now you can flip-flop those guys when you need to it's very interesting how this laying out though again the activity uh you've seen the overpay so far laker nick i want to bring you back in here real quick my friend You've seen the activity on the overpays. You've seen the activity by the Phoenix Suns. Seems like it's been a very coordinated effort so far on both ends for some of these teams. Uh, that's exactly right, Gerald. And like uh, Joe says, um, you know, this doesn't bode well uh, in terms of the overpays that we've seen with Bruce Brown, uh, Kuzma, 
also Draymond Green. Uh, I do like uh, Torian Prince at that price uh, that Stone mentioned. And, you know, he's a shooter. And, you know, I think that, you know, uh, LeBron thrives in that environment when he's surrounded by snipers. And so, I, overall, I think it's a decent signing. I think also under the radar as well, speaking of Indiana, because they did move beforehand stone Chris Duarte to, of all places, Sacramento. So Sacramento has another three-point shooter at their leisure who actually, you know, we thought was going to be a great shooter, not much else in the league. Your thoughts on, you know, Bruce Brown getting so much of a big contract in Indiana and, and what that does, because I think the under radar move here was also Chris Duarte, you know, adding on as a shooter. Now they got tons of shooters in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, real quick too, Jeremy Grant just signed a five-year $160 million deal with the Trailblazers. Um, Trailblazers remain in basketball purgatory. Joe's uh, just sinking his head. Duarte, I think is, I just think he's bad. I like that was one of the worst lottery picks. I think um, the Pacers spent a lottery pick on a 24 year old who they end up trading for basically nothing right at this deadline. What pretty much a waste of a lotto pick. Um, I don't think he's very good. He's another bad defender who gets the three and D rap because he's a wing. Uh, I'd much rather have Torian Prince than, than Duarte. So I'm happy that he went to the Kings and not us. Um, but yeah, we will not have the biannual next season because we just used it. Exactly. Right it's biannual for people listening. So every other year. How can they sign him to a one-year deal on the biannual contract? Um, it's just the biannual. I mean, you have that, that 4.5. No, I understand it. Okay. <laughs> it's like. It doesn't make sense, though, when you say it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah we, got, we signed him with a biannual, man. One-year deal. One-year uh, biannual deal. Yeah, just interesting, though, that Golden State made some early noise. Phoenix has made the most noise with the most signings under the radar signings as far as little here, little there, little here, little there. I thought the Bates-Diop move, I think, was to me is something that stands out as one of the better deals so far in free agency. Torian Prince at $4.5 million, I think, is also a very good deal for the Lakers. We've seen, Joe, these these biannual or mid-level exceptions, these guys around four or $5 million. Some have played very well. Some have not played very well at times for the Lakers. Your thoughts though, on Torian Prince coming to the Lakers. I don't know a lot about him. I'm hoping that he can open, hit an open shot, play good team defense, which there, there is a, there is a comp on him in that they, that he is good in a, in a system. So if Darvin Ham can put him in the right place and the Lakers can set up, consistent good tight defense throughout the season he'll he'll definitely play a really good part in that even if he's not a good defender or an average defender Kristaps Persingas is uh, expected to finalize a two-year approximately 60 million dollar extension with the Boston Celtics I haven't had a chance like a move we should have made <laughs> yeah but unfortunately did not uh your thoughts though Nick on Something we haven't had a chance to you and I to catch up on the Porzingis trade to Boston and what that does for that team. Yeah, uh, I was, uh, I don't know, I, I felt kind of, kind of bad for the Boston Celtics. I mean, they're Troy trying to Brown create a... to the Timberwolves. So oh, Troy, Troy Brown left. Oh, so Troy Brown officially not a Laker anymore. Officially, yeah. What's hey. the price on that stone? Why is that? No, why is that? No why price. is that even a highlight? I'm just highlight because it. It takes a frustration out of every single Laker game. 
watching Troy Brown be a second late in blocking a shot or a second late on doing anything. We'll find someone else to to get your ire, I'm pretty sure. I I assume the D'Lo situation will be sorted out today, right? I, so. I would imagine, yeah, that the Reeves thing probably won't be because another team will swoop in and give him an offer probably. Uh, Rui, too, I don't know how that plays out, but I would imagine D'Lo. I don't know, actually. It depends It depends how the Lakers do it because now there's order of operations for certain things. So the Lakers might have to figure out their restricted free agents before they can give D'Lo his money. I'm not a cap wizard, Um but there's, I know there's an order of operations to how things need to be done. Uh, Delo's got a thirty-eight million dollar cap hold, so you you probably want to do his deal up front because that wipes out that cap hold. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know how they calculate. I guess they took his number of thirty-one and they added twenty-five percent or thirty-three percent. But yeah, I'm not a cap guy. But I know the basics. Yeah. But... <laughs> I, I just, I just, I'm just trying. I'm still in shock that the Portland paid Jeremy Grant 32 million for five years. Yeah, it's not as bad as Bradley Beal's deal, but it's oh pretty my bad. Oh god, that is that is by far the worst. Try that just became the worst contract in the NBA. I don't know. No, Beals I is, think Beal's Beal's is, is still worse. Yeah, because that's I, I, he's got four years on it. I mean, Jeremy yeah, Grant. His Jeremy, is like 50 some. Jeremy Grant is a mid level player making max. Well, those numbers are going to look small when the next contract comes out and we go through two or three years of 10% increases of the salary. I don't, think, I don't think 30 million will ever be a small number, no matter how bad inflation is. And, and Gerald, I assume that the that Beals No Trade Clause is still in effect. Like, yep. even if, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 They're still in effect, still gets to do what he wants to do with that contract. Um, but I wanted to ask you this, Nick, while I've got you on the line, uh, the two teams I have not heard from yet, which I'm very fearful of, are San Antonio and Houston. We've not heard a peep from them, and they have the most money. So your thoughts on this, my friend. You think they're going to be able to go ahead and start uh, offering people, uh, players for big deals? Do you, or do you think that maybe there's a tendency for them to wait to see how it plays out because they have until the start of the NBA season to get to that 90% tax uh, of the, the salary cap line. Yeah. I'm not too concerned about them, Gerald. I mean, they're not contenders. Um, obviously there's a rumor that Harden might go back to Houston. We'll see if that pans out. Um, I don't think we've heard any news relating to the Clippers either. Right? No, we haven't heard Street's the Clippers going to the Cavaliers for four uh, 64 million four, four years 64 million he's a streaky shooter but i do like his uh his energy that he brings uh he's played well at times for miami so he's bringing that to the cavaliers cavaliers obviously sensing the need to go ahead and build more depth around that that big four that they have so we'll see what happens with them right there but yes uh max Struess uh is now in the land cleveland so i ask you guys though when it comes to the lakers you know we've only heard that the one transaction so far is torian prince 4.5 do you think that you know there's going to be another move made here very shortly when it comes to the lakers uh you know it's there tom do you have any feeling that the sense that there the urgency is now for rob palenka yeah i do think that there's an urgency to 
not be the last person left in a game of musical chairs. And uh, the Lakers are looking probably now, if, if we were to follow what the original strategy was purported by everybody to be, that if they didn't get Brooke or Bruce, that they would then split the uh, MLE between one or two players, two or three players, rather. And so I think what they're doing now is lining up who those two or three players are going to be. Reggie Jackson yeah. going back to the Nuggets on a two-year, $10.25 million deal. So sounds like their biannual exception, or if they, I don't know if they had one, but no, they, I think they had like a seven million, seven okay. million, and it's their, their, oh, they, they have the full, the full room, room exception. They have the room, they have the room. Yeah, that's, they don't... that's for teams that had cap space, so they must have had a minimal amount of cap space. They're operating yeah. underneath the cap, yeah. and yeah. That's the most they could offer anybody. That's the you know, Brown. We talked, they talked about so much how much they could offer. And the most they could offer was seven million. That's why they got easily outbid by Indiana on Bruce Brown. So, yeah, they got 7.8 million was the max. They have the same situation as we have with, with Lonnie. The Jake Fisher's reporting that he's being told a key option for the Lakers with their mid level exception is uh, Eric Gordon, a longstanding trade deadline target for Palinka. Uh, no. He's believed to have several offers. No, 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 no. That would be a huge disappointment. No. Well, uh, it depends on who's along with him. No. You got way. another good player along with him that might not be a bad That's a waste all. of a roster. That spot. would be a destructive signage. I don't think he's an NBA level player. In he needs to I go. Veteran number was even bad. Was even questioned at that point. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give him a roster spot. I think if you're spending any part of the full uh, mid-level exception, you're wasting money and a roster spot. I just don't think he's going to be. They say we're giving him part of the MLE. No. He's just being told that uh, he's not coming over necessarily, but Jake Fisher was reporting that he's being told he's a key target for the Lakers. That's all that was said. Let's hope that target misses. So he said well, he has. Yeah. He's believed to have several offers in that range. So hopefully one of those several takes him off of the market for us. There are several offers for Eric Gordon for the MLE. That is what is being said. Are we are we out of our depth here, guys? <laughs> or, I mean, seriously, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Someone just played Bruce Brown, who had one half of a good series in, in 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 the playoffs to all of a sudden 22 and a half million dollars and you're paying jeremy grant 32 million for what to lose max Drews got 16 million uh let me see so much for the uh new cba you better get ready guys you better get ready for overpays sorry there's there's big rants coming if eric gordon I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take a guess that this is a this is a scam move by uh check marks don't matter anymore because you can just pay for them so yeah this, this has got to be this has got to be a, a, a fisher's kind of... reliable yeah yeah it's uh they <laughs> better hope that we don't get eric gordon i'd be so pissed now i'm wondering what brooke lopez is in command oh, he'll uh, I, I think he's going back that well, all he can get is from the Marvin Ham is going to meet with Brooke Lopez at Disneyland tonight. <laughs> Brooke Lopez loves Disney. Is that really? Is that what's happening? No. It's uh, just, uh, I'm yeah, sure he'll but, agree to a deal on the Matterhorn. Yeah. 
uh, he's either going to get paid from the Rockets a massive amount if Fred Van Vliet doesn't come, or he's going to just go back to the Buck. I'd be shocked if he came to Lakers. I'd be happy, but I'd be I'd be shocked if he took a mid level exception. I think he can get twenty plus million from the Bucks or Rockets. And yeah. I, I don't think the Lakers can wait because, as you see, these players are signing very quickly and agreeing to things. Very I'd love quickly. for him. He'd be my my top one A target, but I, I don't see him taking less than 20 million from a team i agree i agree hey lakers fans looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news information original videos articles podcasts opinion pieces and discussions about the los angeles lakers well look no further than lakerholics.com with a legion of followers always there talking about everything lakers and the nba there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Soro, Stone Hansen, Laker Tom, Laker Nick, and myself, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. If you've not already subscribed, please subscribe today to get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. We are here for live coverage of NBA free agency. We're still going strong, waiting Javon for more Javon Carter news. to the Bulls, so he oh. will not be a Laker. Yep, that was one that Zangerstein had really looked forward to seeing on the Laker, but he he went for oh, a run. Yeah, Dennis is coming back. That's probably what we're going to do, Dennis and Gordon for the MLE. Well, we'll see. I have not seen any wow. official signing. But uh, Karis LeVert going for 213, uh, two for 32. Uh, and then uh, again, Nikhil Javon Alexander Carter. Walker back to the Timberwolves. Sorry, go ahead, uh, Nick. I think you wanted to interject in. I'm sorry, yeah. No, I was actually, um, Castleton's gonna be our backup center, man. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna mention a different <laughs> Walker. I was uh, Monty Walker. I guess he's gonna walk as well, right? At this rate, it, it's a very good possibility. Although, if you're the free agents, Tom said it best as far as he talked about on the team's end. You don't want to be the one that doesn't have a chair at the end of this musical chairs. If you're a player, you don't want to be on the outside looking in because if these teams start spending the cash and don't have it here a couple days from now, you could be on the outside looking in on a on a worse deal than what you thought you would gonna you were gonna have. So that's also right now this money's starting to dry up a little bit. These options are starting to dry up a little bit for these players. So it's going to be very interesting to see who is left standing. And, you know, would that be the case for the Lakers that they could take advantage of it? Or will they've already signed up everybody that they can, you know, because again, it's still right now, only thing that we've confirmed for the Lakers is Torian Prince right now at the biannual $4.5 million exception at this point in time. Absolutely, Serge. Please like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell. Truly appreciate it to get the latest notifications. to the Suns. That's so obvious, Gordon Schroeder. Who's going to the Suns? Chimezi Metu from the Kings. Are they signing every lousy player alive today? <laughs> they can't afford much. They have two roster spots remaining. They're so, aggressive. We'll I'll give them that. They're they're trying just to fill out that roster, but um, we'll see who else is there. It it's all basically going to be minimum deals from here on out, though, for them. At this Which, rate, they uh, might sell Westbrook. 
Ah, and ah, like, ah. Yeah. Well, I, they I, let me steal ask my heart. Quick. I still think they have their MLE. Um, I wouldn't take Westbrook for free. No, he's not a rosterable player. Um, I think that. Let's see. I know that Kelly Oubre was interested in rejoining the Suns, and I would really like the Lakers. I'd much rather the Lakers use their MLE on him than Eric Gordon. Uh, we'll see what happens. Still some interesting names out there in free agency, still yet to sign deals. One, obviously, is Fred Van Vliet. Uh, we have not heard anything yet. Again, it still scares me, guys, that Houston and San Antonio have not been any part of this free agent movement yet. As of yet, free agency action. You know, there could be, again, some some uh, maybe desire to just wait it out if you're one of those two teams because you did, you know, you're not winning very much with the teams that you have now. You could get some sweet deals for some teams that want to get rid of some cap space here if you just wait it out. Is that a possibility, guys? Uh, uh, you know, Joe, do you see Houston and San Antonio spending big or do you see them holding on to their cash and maybe waiting for some good deals for them? down the road no they're just they're they're the big fish with the big money they're gonna they're negotiating for the bigger bigger names like brooke lopez and fred van fleet and those guys i would expect the bigger names like fred van fleet and brooke lopez to maybe wait for the dust to settle on where some of the big big names are going such as harden and you know maybe Kyrie. and i Uh, i i i say loose or uh, I should say, uh, big names. None of these guys are really big names, except for maybe big Kyrie. For the, big in regards to who else is in the free. Yeah, uh, but Kyrie Irving is, is isn't even big either because that that guy's not leaving Dallas. I don't I don't give a damn what you say. You could tell me all the stories you want. He's not leaving Dallas. It's just a matter of what Dallas is going to pay him. Dallas can pay him the most money, obviously, but I want to see what Dallas will pay him. First, are they going to give him the full max? Interesting. That's uh, the only question. That's the only question right now. Will Dallas give him the full I max? I think so. I've, if they it's did, the years. stunned. Question is, he, will he give him more than two years? He wants. He only wants to sign for four or five years, which at that price, I don't think he can afford to give him a max. But right. we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's so funny. The uh, one of the biggest trending words on Twitter right now is overpay. So, <laughs> well, you know, the Lakers haven't really. The Lakers still could trade Beasley. They the Lakers are Big hard bet, right? capped with the. Well, the Lakers are hard capped after it, it, the BAE. They haven't. Not until they turn the papers in that they're really using the BAE. Because if they switched it around they could still probably generate 30 million dollars in cap space yeah they would have to renounce the cap holds on Rui and Dilo. Yeah. um but now they're hard capped after spending the annual biannual exception well they're they're, they're not hard capped unless they they could put him in the five million dollar taxpayer mle for example they still none none of these deals get done until July 1st or July 4th or 3rd or 5th, whatever it is. I'd be pretty I don't think they would, but they've always had the capacity to go both ways. A lot of that disappeared when they 
when they made the moves the other day so that they really are a under the cap team at this point but yeah so let me ask you this uh javon carter three years 20 million you think that's a good deal for the bulls i mean obviously they have some point guard issues that they need to address with the possible retirement in the future of lonzo ball do you think he's a good, uh, he's a good point guard he's he's yeah, really solid he's he actually does nothing but three and d <laughs> he plays <laughs> good true. defense and he shoots threes and that's he's it. not even really a point guard he's just no, uh, he, he's yeah, he's not setting anything up. He's he's out there for catching. He's like three and, assists per game type of guy. Yeah, they, it'll be interesting now though. Uh, I guess Pat Bev probably moves on because um, they they feel basically they have a lot of overlapping skill sets. So, um, it'll be interesting so, to see what happens. So Joe, should Pat Bev come back to the Lakers? <laughs> I'm waiting for an answer that only he can give. Right. <laughs> You're gonna be waiting a while. Yep, yep. We know there how much he go. loves. We know how much he loves Patrick Beverly. Is it is it coincidence that when he was gone and that Schlepper was gone, how the Lakers changed? Addition by subtraction, absolutely. Should be a cameraman now. It shouldn't be on any NBA roster. <laughs> Showing it to the refs. Johnny 2K6, Gerald, I would pretend I never heard that. I'm just only doing it to troll Joel. That that was all troll Joel indeed. Lifted says, announce my divorce, please, Joe. Uh, so you're still getting offers to announce people's divorces? I still need to see your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see what she looks like. Then I'll let you know. <laughs> she or he. Right. Uh, it is still the Lakers fast break. We're still waiting on activity here. Has slowed down a little bit, though. Austin Reeves, uh, you know, he has been tendered an offer, Laker Nick. Your thoughts? Uh, is there still a lot of games to be left to be played on uh, Austin Reeves? Because it sure seems like it. Uh, yeah, Gerald. Um, yeah, I'm happy that Austin is, you know, getting paid. And I think he demonstrated uh, that he deserved that last season. And hopefully he improves even more in the upcoming campaign. Um, I am a little surprised the Lakers haven't done more moves than the Prince uh, acquisition so far. So uh, I guess we're kind of in the quiet before the storm at this point. Uh, Georges Niang has gone to the Cavs on a three-year, $26 million contract. Uh, looks like they've been making some moves as well. They've been very active right here at free agency, garnering a couple new players. Plus, like you said, George Niang as well. Uh, I, I like George Niang. Uh, you know, I think he's a quality rotation player. Uh, you know, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on a, on him is. Uh, I mean, can hit the three, very streaky from the outside, plays uh, – Adequate defense. Your thoughts, though, uh, I guess, Stone on George Niang? I mean, I've never heard you talk about him that much, so I know he probably hasn't made that big of an impression. Yeah, I mean, he's just a solid shooter off the bench. Um, that's about it. I, I wouldn't probably be paying him this much. I'd rather get him on, like, a vet min type deal. Um, but <laughs> the, 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 I, th the I think you're going to are... be repeating that same statement over and over. I wouldn't like to buy it, pay for him at that much. Yeah, they're they're just uh they're desperate for for wings. Um, that's really what they're after. So makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, that's over eighty year for him, uh, and again on a three year, still very movable contract. So 
I know that that, but that provides a little the, bit of security for him as well. The one guy I didn't mention last night either that is a free agent is Delano Banton uh, from the Raptors, and he's like a six-seven point guard who is super long and lanky, can defend a couple different positions, can't really shoot, but is a really good passer. Uh, if there's a way to get him, uh, it would be pretty interesting, I think. There you go. Great name that's out there. Very good point indeed. Uh, guys, what are your, I know everybody's looking at right now Twitter to make sure to see if they get the latest news and information on who is going where in NBA free agency. Any updates, guys? No, but I've been looking at, uh, I've been looking at our Gordon stats. They're fading, my friend. They're, they're fading. They're pretty well, awful. actually, he's had a very good year, man. I mean, he did have a good year. Stats are not yeah. bad at all. I mean, here's, here's here's last year. Kyrie back to the Mavs for three years, $126 million. Three years, $126 million? Mm-hmm. So that's so like... $42 million a year. $42 million. Not bad. Anyway, Gordon Gordon was 16 points, 2.4 rebounds, 2 point assists. He shot um, 46% from the field, 42 from three, and 84 from the line. Right, but his he started uh what do you on, that's on five threes a game. 42% of got five traded mid season too, though. So once he went to the Clippers, I think he fell out of the rotation near the end. They weren't yeah. really playing him. Uh, and he, yeah, in the but, playoffs, only uh, due to injury did he play some some good. He's minutes. still he's still a thirty seven percent three point shooter on six point two, and he used to be a good defender. I mean, I haven't really watched him. He's thirty five, um, Tom. He'll be thirty five this I year. I know, I know, and it would be probably a short term deal, a one or two year deal. Um, I wouldn't roster him. I'd have no interest in bringing him. I, I'm hoping someone else outbids us on that. Yeah, well, I wish we had a better option than him, but I think he's not a terrible option. He's not a horrible option. Um, I'd like to find out. I, I would hope that we also get to keep Schroeder as part of the deal. Well, yeah, again, we, we need ahead. a point of attack. That's a big, huge thing for us. If we don't have a point of attack defender, um, we're, we're screwed. Uh, we well, need... but the other problem is a backup center, and unless they really happen to have a lot of faith in uh, Castleton that that he'll he'll actually could do the job. Otherwise, I mean, who do we have? We don't have one. We don't even have a guy in the roster to do that. James is the backup center, man. Yeah, if they and and that did not work out well in the playoffs. Um, no, they. I, I mean, yeah, like I said. Jacques Landale would probably be my top target now that he's available. If he's a backup center that's acquirable. What about Hayes? Or Jackson Hayes. Yeah, either one of those guys, I think. I would have I would have looked at Hayes and Hayes though. See, Hayes Hayes's projected salary is around six million. Um, so you know, Hayes would be a good half of the Gordon and Hayes would be a good combination. Um then you're then you're pretty much see Gordon is going to be your backup behind Reeves at shooting guard um and you're i guess crispy christy would be treated like the backup point guard i guess because we didn't get a point guard either <laughs> um and your backup point guard is not probably not going to be a minimum i mean i, I think things- that's the goal of rob is to try and 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 
see if if Max and JHS can be your backcourt of the future, right. which I don't have the strongest hope in. Well, when you take when you talk about a roster as deep as we are, along with the undrafted players that we added, what you're really talking about is that you're no longer you're no longer having your first ten guys be minimum players, minimum salary players. You don't none of the guys are going to be minimum salary players in the first ten other than possibly Christie to break into the, you know, the top 10 players. And that's a change before when we've been running with minimum salary players starting, you know, games and so forth. So at least now we're going to have a good representation and, and a lot of tradable pieces when we come to the trade deadline. Um, and hopefully we get off to a great start this year rather than a horrible start. And at Joe the trade deadline, we put some finishing touches to become a champion. What'd you say, Stone? Joe Ingles to the Magic. Which, so he's. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't really know why they're uh, targeting him. But what are the what are the Pacers going to do with Bruce Brown Jr. starting for twenty two five a year? <laughs> so that they can go forty one and forty one. Yeah, good decision. What well, that's you know that's one of the teams that Chris Middleton three years one hundred and two to stay with the Bucks. So he opted out of a 40 for his 40 for, year. 40 for 100. Yeah, I'll give you back um, 10 this year in order to pick up. He wanted longer-term security and also gives him a discount to re-sign Brooke a little bit. Right. Oh, nice. See, at this yeah. point, if I'm at him at his age, I would not need – I would not ask – I would not take any discounts. Yeah. yeah because he's a team like, guy well, for yeah. sure. Because, because you're he's about- in your career, you've won a championship. Because- because Gerald's about money, he's not about principle. Who wants to move? Oh, you see, it worked out for Harden. You you gave up money last season. You see how that worked out. You see how you know they, so they could sign PJ Tucker and and you know whatnot and see how that worked out. You know the NBA teams. Well, if he played better, they he it would have been worth it. It was not the team's fault. It was his fault. You can't close a three-two series lead. You know that's your problem. Yeah, but he's never going to Jakob Purtle back. back to the Raptors four years, eighty million. Purtle, oh, that's a good deal. For that guys means, who can't shoot free throws. That likely means Fred Fat Fleet's leaving Toronto. Yeah, unless they want to overpay, which they probably uh, it, will. They offered him. It, they uh, Fred has the offers. It's just a matter of which he's deciding to take. But I do know that there's like a four one twenty on the table from the Raptors and a two eighty four from the Rockets. So it's just a matter of what you know he prefers. Uh, Cam Johnson has agreed to a four year one hundred and eight million dollar deal to stay with the Nets. Well, I thought he was going to be leaning towards. Did you Detroit. say stay with the Nets? Nets, <laughs> sorry. Nets. You so, had it right the first time. <laughs> so four for one hundred eight. Yeah. Uh, for Cam Johnson. I feel like I'm underpaid right now. (laughs) Whatever I'm doing and whatever I'm paid, I'm underpaid. (laughs) That's about what I expected for him, about $26 or so-ish. Yeah. So the CBA did nothing. The CBA did nothing to curtail this, 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 overpayment of trash has it <laughs> you're telling me that d is going to get 25 million now that's uh, 20 million. Uh, 
twenty million to the hoop. So if if the Rockets don't get Fred Van Fleet, they're not going to throw 30, 25 at D'Lo. If, I think that'll if, be at Reeves. If, I think if, if, if yeah, but they know Reeves is going to get matched. They they, they they can outbid the Lakers for for D'Angelo and get him. Uh, they have the money to do both if they wanted. Really, I mean, they can offer big money to both those guys if they wanted. So. Laker Nick, let me ask you this: uh, Some of the latest signings, including Cam <laughs> Johnson and Jacopolo. Your thoughts, on, my friend, on some of these signings, man? They're just going for like monopoly money. Uh, yeah, Gerald. I mean, uh, a lot of these signings are bordering on malpractice, um, especially the, um, you know, the the Jeremy Grant signing. Also, the Draymond signing is coming to mind, um, and it's just you know they're throwing money at. Uh, at players that uh, I'm not sure merit that uh, that number. Uh, there's, you know, we're talking about when at the end of the day when we talk about who got the best and the worst deals, <laughs> it's going to be hard to come up with the worst deals. You got a list long, a long, long list, guys, on exactly who got uh, the the bad end of these deals. So yeah, Ingles. it's uh, Ingles uh, on to Orlando. Ingles is going to get paid a lot because Orlando's just trying to burn their money. Teams have to spend yeah. that 90%. Um, the Cleveland is working on a sign-in trade for Max Drews, so they'll be sending something back. Um, it, but it's not an outright signing. So it's a sign-in trade. Miami will be receiving something. When it comes to, though, what we're talking about with Ingles, though, this is a guy who you know recently came back from a serious ACL knee injury. He's in his mid-30s, came back, tried to be a rotation player for Milwaukee, didn't quite work out there, Stone. But you're right, because he's going to Orlando and Orlando needs to spend that money, he's going to get paid there. It's going to be an inflated uh, – something that's been tossed around a lot this year is um, that – it's called, I guess, just like rental signings, right? Because teams have to spend this sort of money just to get the money on their books for a short amount of time. So they're just sort of renting these guys uh, just to pay somebody money because they don't have um, the resources maybe to you know get a big name. So they have to just overinflate these contracts for somebody that's probably not going to get that sort of money anywhere else. Uh, so Ingles, I mean, don't be shocked if he's you see him getting 8 to $10 million or something even though he's probably a vet min type guy, just because the Magic need to spend that money. Um, so, and they don't have, they're not a, you know, desirable free agent location. So they're going to be paying big money to guys that probably shouldn't be getting that money. Your thoughts though, Stone, on three years, 126 for, for Kyrie Irving, despite all the, things that he said and done he's still a very much desirable player in the league you know with a certain right fit that we'll see what happens he wasn't it didn't exactly click between him and Luca because they couldn't play any defense and you saw them tail off and and basically tank at the very end your thoughts though on that kind of deal for Kyrie I would want for sure an option a team option in that third year um it's a player they, option in the third year. It, oh boy. Um, but <laughs> yeah, not, I don't love that, but also at the same time, you have to look at it. Like they just lost Brunson and then they traded to recoup Brunson by trading two valuable assets in Dinwiddie and, and Finney Smith and a first. And 
if you lost Irving for nothing, you've now lost, you know, a lot of your rotation for nothing uh, and, and got nothing back to show for it. So they sort of had, they're in a position where they had to pay Kyrie, but uh, I don't feel comfortable having Kyrie on more than a single year basis on a year to year basis. I think that's, um, they, they have to do that. That's what Kyrie wanted. But um, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if Kyrie, you know, plays that whole contract out. I think that uh, he's just too risky from a year to year basis to, to put on long-term money, but they had to. So it's a catch 22. So it looks more and more like the writing is against the wall guys. I think D'Angelo Russell will probably be retained uh, for you're probably talking about somewhere in the twenties. Now I'm looking, it's looking more and more like it. Uh, Joe, uh, it just seems like, like, again, like I said, the writing's on the wall. D'Angelo Russell probably will be coming back because I don't think they're in the market for Fred Van Vliet. I, you know, again, you're talking about 30 to $40 million. Fred Van Vliet can be, be paid here very shortly. I've got a feeling he's going to stay in Toronto. I might be wrong on that. I think he would be more comfortable. But but then again, it's I, if he goes to if he goes to Houston, this is his two, last big contract. So what would Toronto give him? Would they give him four? Toronto uh, would be four one thirty, I believe. One thirty, right? So four one thirty. Uh, 120, so, sorry, sorry. 120, okay, so that's... Um, 30 a year. 30, 30, 30 a year. Do you take 30 a year? Or 40, like 42, are, the taxes in, years. The, yeah. taxes, the, the taxes in Canada are pretty bad, aren't they? Yeah, Houston has no income tax, too. Right, so. but but, but uh, Toronto does. Yeah, that so might you're... be That might be the... That might be the... the the negotiation right now is is with with uh, Toronto to see if they can give him enough money to cover his basis on that. Maybe I mean, that's he, what it is. It's a significant like it's short shorter term money, and he's aging, so it, it's harder. He's a smaller guard that's aging, but also he's probably making fifteen million more a year by going to Houston. So it is it's a tough decision for him, but I think. Um, once he decides, it opens some things up in free agency and where other guys might go. Nick, you were going to add that in as well, I believe. Yeah, I was just actually just going to echo what Joe said that the taxes in uh, Canada are very high, and so that should factor into people's, you know, uh, actual take-home pay. I was just there, so it is. Yeah, that you do pay a little bit on the taxes. I I agree with you on that. <laughs> My hotel taxes were pretty pricey there. But I will say, though, that, you know, right now it looks like things are calming down a little bit here at the Lakers fast break. It is 4 p.m. Pacific time. The first hour of NBA free agency is in the books. Guys, we've had one hour down here at the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everybody watching, listening. If you've not already subscribed, please do so to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Got a nice crowd here tonight with the best Lakers chat room that's out there. Lakers fast break. Uh, I'm going to go around the the horn here, around with the guys. I'm going to start with you first, Laker Tom. The best signing you've seen so far, the best value signing so far in free agency. The best value signing. Porzingis for me. I think he redeemed himself when he went to Washington and um, from a guy who'd basically been a disappointment in New York and a disappointment in Dallas. And uh, 
And it takes a lot for you to say that about a Celtics player. Yeah, that's true. But I've always liked Kristaps, you know, and and uh, I remember him coming on with that first that first uh, free agency shoot around where he shot like ninety five percent from three for an hour. You know, it, I mean, it was an astounding performance. Um, but I think he's, I, you know, I, he's right at the cusp where they could he could still get a really respectful contract, but a player that is just a perfect fit for Boston. I mean, that, I don't think anybody has done a better job than Danny Ainge has done, you know, in trading and building the way that he's, the way that every time he seems to make a big trade in Utah, it turns out to be a miraculous trade. You know, you end up, it's just, it's just amazing what they've done in, in that situation. So, um, but I, I like the Celtics move for, for Kristaps. I think it makes them favorites to, compete and win the West, win the East. Now I told you, I asked you about the best. What is the worst value signing you've seen? Trey so far Jones back to San Antonio for 20 million for two years. I don't know. Are we talking about the value of it or the fit? The of one that makes you, the one that makes you just like the one makes you goes ballistic, almost like Joe. I think Indiana's crazy for playing Brown 22-5, man. I mean, this is a guy who is basically a $12 million player. You know, he doesn't shoot threes. He's a defense first player. Um, you know, it's sort of like well, all they really care about in, in Indianapolis is selling tickets. You know, making they're not going to do anything dramatic to try to be a champion. But they're also just don't want to tank, you know. They don't want to, they, you know, they, they have a formula. Their formula is, you know, let's put a good, let's put a good team on the court. Let's put a good team on the court and we'll compete. You know, uh, the code there, that's the style of the coach they hired and rehired, you know, um, they're just a strange franchise, you know, nobody's been able to peg whether they're rebuilding or tanking. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that they're, they're doing neither. They're, they're embracing the middle. They're middle America, and they're yeah, embracing middle of the NBA. I gotta go with I gotta go with Tom on that. Indiana is makes moves that make no. There's there's absolutely no point in trying to win championships at all. They just make moves to make moves. It almost looks like they're trying to make moves to to spite the Lakers still to get into you? the play-in tournament. Maybe they'll finally trade Turner and Heal to they the Lakers. They won't, though. They won't. They, they won't because they're, they're they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're trolls. That would be making, trolls. making a commitment, they and they got a couple of good guys on the team right now. You know, the truth of the matter is they had a lineup that you would have thought could have competed for a championship, and and then man, they got hit with injuries just left and right. You know. Uh, you know, starting with Oladipo and, 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 you know, just go back to guys on that team from, from Paul George, you know, yeah, it's, it's a cursed team, man. So I ask you this, Joe, I asked the same questions. You think first off, you're already, already saying and admitting, I think that uh, Bruce Brown is the worst contract that you've seen so far. Probably. I, I think Jeremy Grant, I think Portland might be a 1A on that. 
Okay. I'd say the Jeremy Grant for me is probably it's worse. really bad, but not by much. It's, it's and it's the longer bad. term is the problem too. It's three more Jer- years than Bruce. These guys are not. They're not even splitting Eric Gordon and uh, how about splitting Eric Gordon and Christian Wood? I don't think the Lakers can afford to bring depth into this team that is just as injury plagued as LeBron and AD. If you're going to bring in someone. You need to bring in youth and someone who can handle an 82-game season. And Eric Gordon making six, seven million dollars is terrible. Even at the veteran minimum, they're talking about making twelve and a half million. No, 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 you can't. No, you, look, just Eric Gordon. <laughs> the Lakers are interested in signing Eric Gordon with their twelve point five million dollars. It's, it's a lie. It's a lie. The probably his agent probably put that out there just to do you know create some buzz. No, there's no freaking way they're they're, they're even looking at that guy. There's no way. Not at that number. Maybe if I don't know. I don't maybe, know. Joe. Maybe if they need a 12 spot at the last. You know second. who used to be his agent? Yeah, Rob Palinka. Right. Yeah, but Rob Palinka can't afford to make that kind of mistake again. Well, Eric Gordon is toast. We cannot bring thirty-seven percent on five point two threes per game. No, for we have another five years old. No, Tom. no thirty-five year olds, please. Thirty-four. No Did that work? Didn't it, did, he'll be he'll be thirty five during this next season? Didn't that work out well for the Lakers when they hi, hey, when they got? We had a, we don't have anybody else. Uh, we don't have any other veterans on the team, man. We don't need veterans. We need youth. We have Let's LeBron. Sometimes, LeBron. LeBron's as veteran mix. as you could get. Sometimes it helps to have a mix, you know. No, having no. nothing but youth is we have enough. Kind of scary, man. We have enough. We have enough. The two biggest stars on the team. Are enough veterans? They need LeBron youth and AD. Lebron Prince has been in the league for like seven years, I think. Yeah, yeah. They need, they need, they need to spell Lebron. That's How old is Torian? 28? 20, 29, I think. Okay, so uh, we really only still got two guys over thirty. He's been in the league what seven years, eight years? Come on, Tom. The 35-year-old player. You saw how that well that worked out for the Lakers two seasons hey, Gerald, ago. Gerald, wait. Let's stop a second. First off, it's not my choice. Okay. I wouldn't All be right. chasing Eric Gordon, okay? okay I'd probably good. be chasing good. a center. I'd probably be chasing Christian Wood. Okay, we're Bad good. defense at all. I, instead, all right. I'd say grab him by the dang neck and shake the hell out of him and have Darvin Ham beat the hell out of him if he doesn't go out there and play good defense. But – if the Lakers are going to bring somebody in, the last thing I think I want to do is just simply throw my hands up and commit suicide and slit my throat and say, oh, this is it. That's it. No more. I'm not going to watch any games. I'm going to boycott the blog. I'm going to boycott the the uh, podcast. I'm going to boycott the Laker games. I'm just going to watch the Laker, the Yankees lose and, you know, and move on. Um, but there's a reason that there's a reason that Gordon is being looked at. And there's a reason that other teams apparently are looking at him too. And so he's not the worst choice in the world. And one veteran who's not going to start, who is basically going to be a backup for Reeves. That's not a bad backup. You know, I mean, he's not my choice, but at least he's a guy that I know. Number one, he's a gritty player. He can guard bigger guys than his same size. He's the kind of not the kind of guy that is going to get overwhelmed when inside. So he's 6'3 and he's big. He's strong. He's got a lower body. 
center of body. He's the kind of guy like P.J. Tucker that is difficult to move and is able to, and he fights. He's a fighter and he's a clutch shooter. He's always been a good shooter and he knows where he belongs in the corner. You know, we need to imagine the games, imagine the games in the finals. And instead of Bando being in the corner, when you pass the ball there and he, and he tries to figure out how not to shoot the three, imagine that that's Eric Gordon standing in the corner. That's three points almost every time he shoots, at least 50% of the time. You know, so it's... Yeah, but Tom, what's the point? What's the point of him shooting a three there and then not being able to guard on the other side of the court? I think that he can guard on the other side of the court. He can't. I don't know. I don't I don't he think he can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy either. He can barely move. I he, he may he may be a problem healthy, but the other side of it is that the reactions, you know, the reactions react to the player that we're talking about rather than the disappointment that he's not the player that you wanted. And think about the fact that maybe there are things that the Lakers front office knows about the situation that we don't know. You know, maybe there are no other opportunities out there that are even close to that. Maybe we're only talking about half of the MLE and not the full MLE. Or maybe we're talking about 9 million and we're going to use 3 million for somebody else or 8 million or four. We don't know what the situation is. We don't even know. It may be that you'll be sitting here 30 minutes from now ruining the fact that somebody else signed him for the full $12.4 million and we didn't. And we end up with a couple of guys who ain't going to have an impact at all. And we run into a team with Eric Gordon nailing threes from the corner and shutting down weak, unaggressive players trying to play in the playoffs. Because experience, experience and toughness do count. Just I'll a- say if we're if we're going after a shooter, I'd rather go after someone like Shake Milton, I think would be my preferred like shooting type of prospect um from the Sixers. I think that he's Feast probably famine with him. Definitely a streaky guy, but um he's a bit bigger than Eric. I think he's like six six and Eric's like six four. And then Milton is I think he's better at just creating his own shot at this point in their career. I think Eric is a lot more of a defender um, too. Probably, but I think Eric's also just a lot more of like an off-ball type guard, catch and shoot type, and I think Shake can create his shot a bit better than Eric can. So I'd be more interested in Shake if you know the market's there for him. 